Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, y'all gonna have to do me a favor this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm gonna wait till y'all get on here and then we'll get started. Oh my God. Good morning. Good morning. Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen, listen, listen. Hey. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, Julia, I need a favor. I need you to share it to the LMJ Ministries page. We got a little bit. We woke up this morning to no Wi-Fi. Like, I don't have any Wi-Fi in the house, so I'm having to run um, off old school. <laughs> like, we running off old school today. We running off old school today. So y'all going to have to share it. Um, any of your friends that you know, um, any of your friends that you know that watch via YouTube, um, make sure you let them know, hey, she's not going to be on YouTube today. Um, we don't have Wi-Fi in the house. So since we don't have Wi-Fi in the house, I got to run it old school. I got to run it. I got to run it via cellular um, data, which I have not had to do in a long time. I run with a lot of techs, a tech in the house. So this is different for me. Y'all do me a favor as you're coming in this morning, share the video. Um, put it put it everywhere you possibly can. Um, we having some technical issues this morning. We don't have Wi-Fi this morning. Um, make sure you let your people know who typically um, watch via um, YouTube. Just kind of start tagging them in. So that they can get this this morning. I know it's going to be good if I woke up and we ain't got no Wi-Fi. Hey, Bianca. I know it's going to be good if we woke up and we ain't got no Wi-Fi. And we ain't got all our high-tech stuff this morning. Right? All our fancy stuff. We ain't got it this morning. So we're going to get started in just a second. People are going to have to either join us via Facebook or Instagram. Those are the only two media outlets we have today. And we'll upload to YouTube a little bit later. So start sharing, start sharing, start sharing. I'm going to start praying in just a second. I'm going to give y'all a second to get in here to get caught up. Come on a little while here and let us get started this morning. What we got going on over here? But hold on, y'all. There we go. Someone's on the camera. Come on, y'all. Come on, 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 come on. Yeah, me too. Come on, y'all. Do it. Thank you. Going to put it out there. Share. Some people that need to be tagged. Tag Kedra. Tag. There's some people still waiting on a notification um, to come on. Share your tag your people. Um, they're not going to get it via notification today. It may look a little bit different. I can't even share the video this morning because I'm using both of my working devices. So good morning, y'all. Good morning. 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 Thank you. 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 This feels so odd. This feels so odd, but we're going to see God be God anyway today. Like we're going to see God. We're going to see God be God. Um, we're going to see God be God today. Yeah. Thank you. Come on. Tag on Deshana. Thank you for tagging. Thank you for sharing. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Y'all. Thank y'all. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Keep tagging. Keep sharing. Keep Keep bringing your people in. Shonda, can you please uh, share this to the Coffee and Conversations group? I don't have my means to share this morning. Um, that's fine. 
Um, thank you. I don't, I didn't know what you were saying. Love my mug. That's right. Come on, y'all. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Share it to the LMJ Ministries page. Tag your people who normally on. Uh, y'all get Kedra. She probably on YouTube. The YouTube family is probably waiting. Um, and they're not going to be able to get it. Thank you, Yara. Um, thank you for that. Y'all, come on, 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 come on. We're getting ready to get started this morning. Unfortunately, we are not YouTube live this morning. Thank you, Letitia, for sharing. We are not um, in our normal venues. Um, our people are tagging and sharing, telling people, y'all tell Keidra she needs to come on this way so she don't try to come in another way. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. And we're getting ready to get started. We're going to pray. I'm excited about this day. Woke up this morning, had absolutely no Wi-Fi. And I'm like, you think I'm getting ready to lay down? I am not getting ready to lay down because I have no Wi-Fi. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to stand up. Woo! I'm getting ready to stand up. If I ain't got no Wi-Fi, I'm getting ready to stand up. Can y'all hear me on Instagram? Can you hear me on Facebook? Hopefully you can. You should be able to. Give me a thumbs up. Um, both ways. Let's start blessing the Lord. Yeah, Sheree, God is still going to rain down this morning. Oh, don't get me excited. God is still going to rain down this morning. God is still going to rain down. Thank you, Seraphil. God is still going to be God this morning. Um, I want to get started this morning. Um, I want to encourage you first, and then I'm going to give you the word that God gave us for today. Remember, we are in a position in a place where we are um, putting the things behind us. Come on, putting whatever was in our past, whatever has overwhelmed us. If you didn't see yesterday's devotional, you need to go back and get it. Um, if you didn't see last week's series of devotionals, you, you need to go back and get it. Like you don't need to miss on out on what God is giving us um, and how he is grooming us and how he is taking us to new spaces and new places and relieve us from the relieving us from the things that have held us, relieving us from the things that have bound us, relieving us from the things that have worried us, relieved, relieving us from the things that has locked us in. Like God is so um, intentional with us in this season. And I think it's because he doesn't want us walking any further with anything old. He wants us walking further into the new things. And so this morning, I first want to encourage you about your unbelief. Woo, come on. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. Mark 9, 24, right? I want to first encourage you about your unbelief. It is not unusual for us to struggle or for us to have unbelief, right? It is. Sandra, Ms. Sandra has been right. It is not unusual for us to have one. But what, when I walk in unbelief, I'm focusing on what didn't happen, right? When I walk in unbelief, I'm focusing sometimes on what didn't happen. So from your confession, your confession from this moment on, whoo, come on, y'all. I'm getting excited. Your confession from this moment on has to be God is about to show up. Come on, come on. Let it come out your mouth. Type it, put it in the comments. 
God is about to show up. Even in Mark 29 and 24, this man has come to Jesus. Come on, Holy Spirit, fill this room, fill this place. Do what you're supposed to do this morning. Advocate, teach, instruct, give us all that you want us to have today. We might be without a Wi-Fi, but we are not without your power. Let your power be demonstrated on this devotional today. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be. Do not let us be relaxed. Do not let us be complacent. Do not let us be misused by the devil. Let us see ourselves how you see us in Jesus' name. Amen. And so when I was meditating today, the Lord was like, you need to uplift the people, right? That their unbelief is not going to destroy them. That their unbelief is not going to um, put them. As a matter of fact, the, the unbelief, the thing that they're struggling with, um, the way they need to be encouraged today is that God is about to show up. Come on. Like God is about to show up here. This man was in a dire situation and he had reached for Jesus, right? He was in a dire situation where he had reached for Jesus, but he was still struggling with a little bit of unbelief. Right. And, and he asked you, he says to Jesus, he says, if you can, come on. We done all been there before. If you can, if he, this is what he says to him. He says, if you can, he's like, if you can do this. And Jesus says, if like, he's like, what do you mean? If he says, if you can do this, right? Um, this is Jesus. This is a demon. This is something that is tormenting his son. And he says, teacher, this is the 17th verse. He says, I brought my son to you. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth and becomes, um, Rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. You got to know that there are some things in your life that only God can. I'm I'm not going to play with the Holy Spirit this morning. You got to know there are things in your life that only God can do. You got to know that there are things in your life that only God can do. You, You some of us have reached for mama. Some of us have reached for others. Some of us has, have reached for ourselves. You need to know that this which you've been dealing with, that this that you've been suffering with, that this that you've been going through, this ain't about your circle. This is for the glory of God. You are in a moment, Landy, of this only God can do. That like This ain't even the devotional. This is just the encouragement. You are in a position for only, only this God can do. Like only this God can do. This is, can only be brought out by God. This is this only can be changed by God. This can only be flipped by God. This is this can only be different because of God. You are in a situation, Sandra, where this is only this is only what God can do, right? So He presents. He's been to the church. He's been to the disciples. He's He's prayed. I'm pretty sure He's laid hands Himself, right? So he, he, he comes, he says, teacher, he comes to God. He says, I'm bringing my son to you. Woo! Come on, y'all. This morning, I'm bringing this situation to you. Whatever the situation is, come on. This is your encouragement. This morning, I'm bringing this situation to you. This morning, I'm casting all my cares. This morning, I'm bringing my struggle to you. This, this morning, I'm bringing my marriage to you. This morning, I'm bringing my children to you. This morning, I'm bringing my health to you. This morning, I'm bringing my finances to you because I've tried everything else. Like the woman with the issue of blood who had tried absolutely everything, baby. She says this, he says this morning, my God, my God. He says this morning, we're about to strike this rock this morning. He says this morning, I'm bringing this to you because only God can do this. Come on. Like only, only God can do this. He says, 
He says, I'm bringing, he said, your disciples tried to drive it out. It didn't. He said, he replied to him. He said, you unbelieving generation. How long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. Woo! He says, bring him to me. This is what he said. He says, bring him to me. He says, so they brought him, the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, woo! he ain't even got to lay hands. He didn't even have to. See, when we, when we don't understand the, the power of, wait, like the Lord has been dealing with me about the weightiness of Jesus, right? I've been praying lately. The blood of Jesus is against, you know, whatever is in government. The blood of Jesus, like it is not us. It is like, it is not, it is not us. Like it is not us. It is not, if we will ever position ourselves to understand that Jesus brings the weight of the glory, that Jesus brings the healing, that, that Jesus brings the mind regulation, that, that Jesus changes the marriage, that Jesus changes the children, that the same thing that's working in you, the great thing that's working in you, that's changed you is the same thing that has the power to change and fix absolutely everything else. If we could ever get um, to a decisive decision that only Jesus can do this and don't treat that as a last minute situation. When we say Jesus can only do something, when we realize how tough a situation is or how difficult a situation or how, strong, so, how, how powerful a stronghold is in our life, we don't make Jesus as the last result. We make Jesus as the first plan of action, right? So he says, he says, he said, reply to them, you unbelieving generation. How long would I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. So they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. He, um, Jesus asked the father, he said, how long has this been happening to him? Father says from childhood and many times it has thrown him into the fire or water to destroy him. Baby, there's so much in this. He said, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This was the faith defining moment. Jesus says to him, if you can. And I see this in my own personal life, like just being real. I see this in my own personal life that I have searched and sought out so many other things first, right? In my own strength, in my own way. And Jesus has been here the entire time to provide the relief, to give the strength, to be the go-between, to offer the forgiveness, um, to remove the circumstance or situation. But because of my unbelief that he could do it, because of my ability, come on y'all, we've been talking about putting confidence in the flesh, Kelly. Because of my ability to put the confidence in my flesh. Come on, because of my ability to put the confidence in it. And some of y'all are facing a situation that you need the Lord to have compassion on. Oh my God. Oh my God. You don't need the government to have compassion on. You don't need your husband to have compassion on. You don't need your children. You're trying to force folks who are flesh to have compassion on you when they just doing what flesh does. You need Jesus You'll run ahead of God and create an Ishmael instead of living in the blessing of Isaac. I done did it so many times. Can I tell y'all something? When I got off the devotional, when we got through praying, the Lord said something to me. He said, I need you to slow down. He said, you're still moving too fast. He said, you're still moving too fast. 
And I said, I understand what you, because when I start moving too fast, what I start doing is um, I start trying to make stuff up or I start trying to make stuff happen for myself. He said, you're still moving too fast. And he, this is what he said to me. He spoke a word to me this morning. He said, everything that's supposed to be connected to you, the glory will flush it up. He said, everything that's supposed to be connected to you, the glory going to flush it up. Everything that's supposed to be divinely appointed to you, the glory is going to flush it up. Your focus is me. Your assignment is me. When you struggling, it's me. When you, when, you, when you know something is supposed to happen and it's not moving past the Mary, it's me. Your go-to is me. I'm the, I'm the go-between. It's me. The glory going to flush up everything that needs to be connected to you. You don't have to do anything but seek the kingdom first. You don't have to do anything but present yourself as a living sacrifice. You have been mishandling. I'm going to be real. You have been mishandling yourself all your life. I'm, I'm going to talk about me. You have been mishandling yourself. Uh, it's strength in this. I hear you, Holy Spirit. You have been mishandling yourself all your life trying to figure it out yourself. You have been mishandling it all your, all your life trying to operate in your own strength. You have been mishandling. You have mishandled you. You ain't mishandled. It's not nobody else mishandled you. You have mishandled you. So I need you to slow down. I got this. And everything that's connected to you, Lakeisha, the glory going to flush it up. The glory going to put it in divine connection. The glory going to, you ain't got to manipulate it. You ain't got to twist it. You just get to sit back and seek the kingdom first, right? So he tells him, he says, he said from childhood, and Jesus, and, and I started thinking about this, like, same thing. He says, I've suffered from this from childhood. I've suffered from overthinking from childhood. I've suffered from performance from childhood. I've suffered, come on now, from my God, thank you, Lord, for this. I've suffered, come on, y'all, I've suffered from people-pleasing since childhood. I've suffered from low self-esteem since childhood. I suffered from anxiety since childhood. Like, these are, there are some things that we've been dealing with from childhood, and we've tried to manipulate them, and we've tried to finesse them, and we've tried to put on more success. Can I tell you something failing us in this season is trying to put on more success? We've tried to put on more success because we felt like if we were packed in success, then you couldn't see the flaws. You couldn't see the issues. You could cover up. It's like a concealer. It covers up. Come on. My God. What's not really there, right? So he's there. He says, like, he suffered from this from childhood. Well, why did he suffer from this before, before childhood? Why? Because it was never properly presented from G to Jesus. It was taught how to be manipulated. It was taught how to be mishandled. It was taught how to go get more education. I'm telling my own personal testimony. It was taught how to go get more education. It was taught how to look a certain way. Like it was taught everything but to present this to Jesus. So Jesus said to him, he comes back and then he comes back still with some skepticism, still with some doubt, even though he knows that he wouldn't have shown up. He had already heard about who Jesus was. He would not have shown up in Jesus's presence if he didn't think Jesus had the power to do it. And so many 
are, are so many of us are like that. We go to church every day. We do devotion every day. Uh, we got all our groups we side to. We watching 30 sermons today, but still with a limited expectancy of Jesus to show up. With a limited expectancy, if Jesus really can. And here the man is like, he's like, well, if you can, have compassion on us. And Jesus comes back and says to him, if you can. <laughs> like, if, if you can, Jesus can do anything. <laughs> I need you to put a pin in that. Jesus can do anything. I was praying this morning, asking the Lord, Lord, give you, give me your heart's desires for me, right? It tells me that if I love you with all my heart, like, but I want show desires. I want what you desire for me. I don't want to live in anything because whatever I desire is potentially and possibly second best. I don't want to live in second best. So give me what you desire for me. Let me hunger and thirst for what you want for me. Let me fall in love with what you have for me. Let me focus on what you want for me. Let me focus on what you say about me. Let me focus on your life and your truth and your possibilities for me. I break and destroy any assignment of the enemy that has put us in a position or place to think that Jesus cannot do it. Jesus can 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 do it. Yeah, just like it's an option. It's not an option. It's not an option. Jesus should never be an option. It's not an option. It's, it's not an option. Jesus should never ever be an option. He's not an option. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. There is no circumstance and no situation that Jesus can't do. There is no circumstance. So we find this man in a position and a place. I'm going to keep preaching. They keep, they keep saying, I'm, I'm going to keep teaching this word. We find ourselves in a position and a place where this young man has suffered longer than he's supposed to suffer. Right? He suffered longer than he's supposed to suffer, right? Because what he's afflicted with, what he's dealing with, what he's struggling with, what he never what he needs to overcome. Come on, y'all. What he needs to overcome. Like what he needs to overcome can only become come on, y'all. Can only overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. So he says, this is what he says. Jesus says to him, he says, if you can, he said, everything is possible for the one who believes. You need to put that in the comment. I got to believe. Like, I got to believe. He says, everything is possible for the one who believes, right? So if my desires, my desires line up with God, for my marriage to work. Come on, y'all. This is simple. If my desires line up with God for me to be provided for, because God said he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. If my desires, if come on, y'all, 
if my desires line up, right? If my desires line up with my children to be saved and walking in kingdom with me, y'all, come on, you got to see this. Then it's got to happen. It's got to match up. And what I need to get better about is believing and receiving. What I got to get better about is I need some help with my unbelief because my unbelief is what's been trying to, man, come on. My unbelief is what's been trying to force me, my God, to put confidence in my flesh. So if my unbelief, Malisha, positions me to put confidence in my flesh, guess what I'm going to start doing? Real fleshly things to see God's hand in my life. And it may not even be the wisdom of God. It may not even be the spirit of God. It may not. It may be. It may be a decision that I made, Sandra, because I'm operating in a spirit of fear. It may be a decision that I made. Um, it may be a decision that I made because, come on now, I'm operating in worry. It may be a decision that I made, Pastor Davis, because I'm moving too fast and I won't slow down. It may be a decision that I made because it seems like the glory of God is taking too long. When Moses went into the mountain, y'all got to see this. The children of Israel, come on, ask Aaron to build them a God because they were tired of waiting on God. Isaiah, come on, y'all. 40, come on, one, tells us, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you wait on the Lord, it's producing something, Miss Pat. When you wait on the Lord, Nikki, it's producing something. When Moses had went up into the mountain, the Lord was imparting something in him that would leave an impression on the next generation. Sometimes we so selfish and so self-centered that we are so focused on the here and now that we don't even recognize or realize what God is doing for us is also for the future generations. Lord, don't allow me to build anything that limits my capacity to see you working for the next generation. Don't let me do anything that limits my capacity to see that I'm setting up a spiritual account that will change the lives of my grandchildren. Don't let me see. We look for instant gratification instead of sustainability. You want a God that sustains and supplies. You don't want a little bitty G God or an idol that brings you temporary relief that will not propel you to your future. You want the big God, the one and true only God, the Messiah, the great I am, the Lion of Judah, the Prince of Peace, the King of Glory, the Omnipotent One, the Omniscient One. You want that God activated in your life because whatever he do going to last. <laughs> whatever he do going to last. Whatever he do going to change your position. Whatever he do going to change the inheritance for your children. This ain't about you and your here and now. This ain't about you and your here and now. This ain't about your fame. This, this, ain't, this ain't about you being seen. This ain't about you being heard. This ain't about you. This is about a spiritual foundation being laid. This is about a spiritual grafting. My God, 
When you do like this is about a spiritual grafting that'll change the DNA of your future. This is about a spiritual grafting that's going to break up generational curses. Yeah, we've been looking for generational curses to be broken. How they're going to be broken is because the seeds that you plant now. Come on, y'all. I'm going to get this. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to give you this and I'm going to wrap this up. So last little part of what God gave me to give us today. Remember, we put no confidence in the flesh. Come on. My God. My God. Last night, I did a devotional with the boys. I went over to Galatians and I asked them something. And I said, we're going over to Galatians. And this is a particular scripture, right? It says, now Galatians 6 and 6, it says, Let the one who is taught in the word share all his good things with the teachers. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he'll also reap. Because the one who sows to the flesh, remember, putting no, no confidence in the flesh, from the flesh, but the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good. You have to keep... You're doing good is doing something deeper. You're doing the right thing. I told them, I said, I used to, let me be honest. I used to always like be like, good girls, just good girls don't win. <laughs> like that used to be my thing. Good girls don't win. I'm, I'm out here living saved, sanctified, trying to be holy, trying to be pleasing to you. And it just seemed like good girls don't we? Can I just tell you a little bit of my testimony for a second? See, like everybody out here get married or everybody out here booed up. But I had made a decision that I was not going to compromise. Can I be real? We grown my body um, for in this process. Like that's the thing I had just decided. I just made a decision that I was not going to lean into my own understanding. And it just seemed like like this was my statement I was making. Like just good girls. Like, good girls don't don't win. And I told my sons last night, as we were going, Cherie, come on. Like, choosing to do the right thing when everybody else don't. Like, choosing to serve God when everybody else won't. Choosing um, to honor what God asked me to do when everybody won't. I'm just going to tell you, right? And God told me, he said, I need you to keep your eyes. I need you to keep your eyes on me. Stop focusing on what everybody else doing, right? Um, be envious, uh, uh, don't focus on evildoers. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. I need to focus your eyes on me. And I was saying to him, I said, it seemed like, like it seemed like good girls, like good girls don't, don't, don't let win. Like that's what I'm just saying to him. And he, and he, and I told my boys last night, I said, this is the devotional for tonight. I said, this is what the Lord gave me. I said, tell me what it means when I say this to you. Right. I'm like, don't, you know, don't be deceiving. I get it. I said, let us not get tired of doing good for we will reap at a proper time if we don't give up. And they, you know, they were expounding on what that meant to them. And I said to them, I said, I need you to understand that when you're doing good, God sees it. When you're doing good, God sees it. Like that's a seed that you're planting that it doesn't matter who else recognizes it. Doesn't matter who else sees it. Doesn't matter who else gets it. God's got it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter if it seems right. Does not matter if everybody else is living in their own way. God sees it. And that is a seed that will be multiplied. Because every seed is going to reap after its own kind. If you sow to the flesh, everything that you sow in your flesh is going to reap accordingly. 
But if you sow to the spirit, if you keep showing up in peace, if you keep showing up in self-control, if you that is going to reap a spiritual harvest that is greater than anything that you can do in your flesh. Like it's going to reach, it's, it's just going to reap and I'm telling them that. I said, so I know it's hard. Like I know it's hard. It is so hard when everybody else around you, when all your friends live a particular way, do a particular way, operate in a particular way, it's so hard to want to give in to that because it seems more fun. It seems more fruitful. It seems like they're benefiting. It seems like they're growing. If it, if I told him, I said, I know. I said, I know. I know it seems like that. I said, but I promise you this. It's a kingdom law. Like it's a kingdom law. It's a kingdom law. This is a kingdom precept from the very beginning. God declared this in Genesis that every seed would reproduce after its own kind. So guess what? If I sow peace, Jericho, I'm going to get peace. That's a spiritual law. If I sow love, I'm going to get love. If I sow self-control, I told him, I said, the more you sow self-control, the more self-control you're going to have, son. The more you decide to walk away from something that isn't good for you, the easier it's going to become for you to walk away from something again. Does it happen overnight? Doesn't happen all the time. So I want you to give yourself some release, especially when you've been in a pattern and a way of thinking of doing something. This is where you have to learn how to receive the grace, Kelly. This is where you have to learn, learn how to receive the grace. Because every time you fall, if you get back up and you keep sowing to the spirit, guess what? Spiritual seeds after a while are going to overtake Remember the scripture where he says, you know, they came some sold at night, right? And they basically was like, wrong things were sold. And he was like, do you want us to pull up the wrong things? And he was like, don't try to pull up the wrong things. It's all, don't try to pluck up everything. You ain't got to pluck it up. Put no confidence in the flesh of you plucking up because you may still leave something behind that's reproducing. Put confidence that the Holy Spirit is drawing you to a life that looks like and will be more pleasing to God. So know this, whatever you're sowing in the spirit, when people talk about you and you refuse to live in that, right? And you refuse and you choose to do good anyway, right? That's a seed. Come on, y'all. My God, when you bless those, my God, that persecute you, that's a seed. We ain't never supposed to operate on anybody else's level other than kingdom. Come on now. When, when people step away from you and mistreat you, but you nice and kind to them anyway, that's a seed. When you choose, like when you choose, like it's going to reap everything you sow, going to reap everything you sow is going to reap. So I told them last night, I said, this is what we about to pray. I said, I, and I'm going to give y'all a few more scriptures. I said, we're going to pluck up in the spirit, Pastor Mary, everything negative we've ever sold. We're going to repent. That's how you pluck it up. We're going to ask God um, to remove those things from our life that we improperly sold. Can I say something powerful to you? Some stuff you sold, you weren't trying to sow. <laughs> I'm going to help you right now. I need to help somebody. 
Some stuff you sold, you weren't trying to sell. Some stuff you did, you did in destitution. Some some stuff you did, you did because of the abuse. Some of some of the stuff, some of the stuff you believe, some of the stuff you participated in, you 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 did it because of a a, a culture. It it wasn't that you were intentionally out trying to sow. There was some stuff that you sold that you didn't even understand that you could reap reap a harvest on because somebody never ever taught you the spiritual laws and the things that happen according to God. There were some things that you sold, Sandra, that you weren't even into. You there was some like the woman. Remember we were talking about the woman uh, at the well acceptance. Her acceptance came from something that was rooted very early. There are some things that you have done. There are some things that have happened. There are some ways that you have acted that will uh, that are ungodly, that are not like God, that you were not even trying to sow. You weren't trying to sow with Rosalind. You weren't trying to sow it. You weren't trying to be cantankerous. You weren't trying to be a gossiper, Jericho. You weren't trying. Um, you weren't trying to be them things. You were really not trying to do those things. It's just seeds had already been planted, Julia. And then the harvest manifested through your life. I got to go. <laughs> so you going to want to forgive yourself today because there were things you sowed that you didn't even know you were sowing, nor were you trying to sow those things, right? And you're going to repent. You're going to ask God forgiveness. You're going to receive the forgiveness, right? And then you're going to get the strength to walk away every time this comes back up again because the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of this word. Right? The Holy Spirit going to remind you of this word. The Holy Spirit going to come in and say, you don't want to reap that. So don't sow that. You don't, you don't want to reap that. You don't, you don't want to sow discord. So don't, don't, don't you don't want to reap that. So don't sow that. The Holy Spirit is going to start reminding you. You don't want to sow strife. You don't want to sow strife. Right? You don't want to sow strife. So don't sow that because you don't want to reap that later. The Holy Spirit is going to start telling you. You don't want to sow contention. Galatians 5 and 22. Go meditate on it. I don't want to sow contention. I don't want to sow to my flesh, right? For your, for my ladies and my gentlemen, to gentlemen that are struggling with purity, I don't want to sow this into my relationship because I want my marriage to be spiritual. It's a little hint. I want my marriage to be spiritual. I want a marriage that'll last, right? Because this flesh stuff, you might not desire that one day, but... My, 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 if I sow into them spiritually, if I sow in word, thoughts, deed, and action, that's what I'm going to reap in the greater reward of my relationship. Let me give y'all something. My neighbors, they moved. Um, they just moved. Had no idea that they were living next to me and never had been married. Had been together 17 years and not married. <laughs> They did something so powerful. They went and got married before they moved. Can I tell you what I saw transform? When they got married, these people seemed sad and depressed the whole time I've lived next to them. As soon as they got married, it's like a light came on. There was a lightness to them. There was some joy to them. Um, there was a strength. They were speaking all the time. They were waving all the time. And I was like, they, marriage is a spiritual covenant. They sold this and they reaped, they were reaping a harvest. And you were seeing the mutual benefit of them doing something that would glorify God. I was like, this is, I done lived next to these people two and a half years. 
I've never seen them smile like this. I've never seen them be this happy. I've never seen them do it. And he was like, we just got married. I was looking at them. He said, we've been together 17 years. They had to, I'm like, because they reaped in the spirit. This it. This it. So whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Whatever you sow. Let me give you a few scriptures just to seal this so that you can meditate on. And we're going to go. I want to give you... Um, <laughs> Um, I want to give you this, right? First Corinthians 9 and 11. If we sow spiritual things in you, is it too much? If we, That's not the one. Let me go. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time we will reap. Second Corinthians 9 and 6. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountiful will also reap bountiful. I sow a lot of love, right? Because I love love and I want to reap love. I want to reap love. So I'm sowing love. Because I understand that every seed reproduces after its own kind. I understand also that the seeds I sow are going to produce my momentum to finish the course. That's a whole nother lesson. Come on now. Come on. Hosea 10 and 12. Sow with a view to righteousness and reap in accordance with kindness. Break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. When you sow with a view of righteousness, guess what's going to happen? You're going to reap according to righteousness. Job 4 and 8. According to what I've seen, those who plow iniquity and those who sow trouble harvest it. If you plow, uh, if you, you sow iniquity, you sow trouble, you're going to harvest it. That's why I don't spend a lot of time explaining myself um, about how I live to people because I understand the kingdom law. Whatever I sow, I'm going to reap. That's a kingdom principle. Like this is, if this is, if this is what kind, the kind of relationship I want, I told the boys, I said, this is why I invest in you guys in such a way. I, I sow, I, I, I invest in you guys in such a way because I know if I invest in you at this capacity, it's going to come back up out of you. I raised kids that I didn't so well into. I raised kids that I was overbearing. I raised kids that I was, um, I was such an iron fist. I wasn't pouring and putting the right things in them, right? I, I raised kids like that. Now raising kids that I'm sowing into differently and seeing the labor of my harvest immediately. Not when I die. One of my friends, my prayer partners called me and I'm weeping to go and said something so powerful. She said, you're going to see your prayers that you prayed seen before you leave here. Like you can ready to see your prayers that you prayed even for others because she knows I labor in prayer. She said, you're going to see those like something had happened. She and I had prayed for and she called to tell me, she said, you're going to see those prayers. You pray labor. Why? Because when I pray, I sow in the spirit. <laughs> I sow in the spirit. When I pray, I sow in the spirit. When I try to handle it myself, I sow in the flesh. Right? Can I tell y'all something? It's been a fight to get this devotional done. I've had text issues all morning. I know for a fact that God needed this message to be out, to be seen, to be heard. No matter if my Wi-Fi was working, no matter what, what was going on. Grateful for those of y'all who stayed connected, stayed on, didn't get distracted. Grateful to see God's hand and grateful for this message today. What we sow matters. What we sow, how we treat others matter. 
Do not get weary in well-doing. Do not fall in the trap. Do not let the enemy deceive you to make you think you the right things that you're doing are not working. The right things that you're doing. You sow peace. You sow self-control. You sow love. You sow faith. You're going to reap those things. Keep doing the right thing. I promise you. God sees and God is going to show up. Let me close us out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this morning that is breaking and tearing down strongholds in our minds. That it, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of you. We thank you, Father God, for a word that will reap a harvest. We thank you, Father God, for a people of God that will operate in honesty and integrity. We thank you, Father God, that you are strengthening your vessels this morning so that they can go and finish their course and finish strong. In Jesus' name, amen. Yep, Monique, what we sow matters. What we sow matters. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry, you can go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can find out all the ways um, you can partner with us. All our information is on the website. I sent out the information yesterday via email, and I posted it for the family we're sponsoring. If you never experienced Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. Like, I didn't get saved until I was 27. I got baptized today, but I really wasn't saved until I was 27. If he can do it for me at 27, he can do it for you for however old you are. It is the catalyst that changed my life. Jesus is what made me so different. I didn't have to try to stand out. I didn't have to try to be different. Jesus made me different. If you want Jesus in your life, it starts with a confession of faith and then a public baptism. I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed this prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and then we're going to send you some resources and some materials. Y'all pray for my Wi-Fi to be back on. I can't do no work today without Wi-Fi. Y'all pray for my Wi-Fi to be back on. Um, we thank you, Lord God, um, for giving grace to the hearers. We thank you for multiplication and increase on every seed so we thank you for giving seed to those who don't and don't have it to sow in jesus name amen i see y'all in the morning 6 a.m love peace and blessings Woo! thank you father thank you jesus